I would say I have like I have a lot of like guidepost principles, I feel like. Okay. Where, for example, I am a pretty strong and I think like I think this one's pretty accepted. I'm a pretty strong believer in not sleeping with somebody on the first date. And the only occasion that you should do that on is if you are willing to never speak to them again. I think you really have to be willing to completely let go. Or is it more that you won't care if you never hear from them again? You need to go in a little glass half empty if you make mm. that choice. And then anything above absolutely never hearing from them again is a bonus. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your host, Erica Spira, and I am recording uh, to you guys live from L.A. for the very first time on the show, so I'm very, very excited. Uh, real quick, if you listen to the show and you want to support the show, you can join the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. Uh, I might have mentioned on a previous episode about seeing someone and the whole pressure of then going to L.A., so... If you want those details, you gotta go over to the Patreon because I've learned to keep some parts of my life more private uh, due to past experiences. So check that out. And if you really, really want to support the show, okay, you could also do this sunsetlakecbd.com. All right. You know them, you love them. I use them all the time. And let me tell you something I've really gotten into at the end of the day putting some CBD drops in my drink truly has made me the most relaxed I think I've ever been in my life. So check out sunsetlakecbd.com. We got a promo code for 20% off, SGS20, and you can use it as many times as you want. It makes a great gift. It makes a great, uh, I don't know, care package? I don't know what else to say. I like getting it for other people, okay? Especially if anybody you know has been like, ah, I've done weed before, and it, it just, I was too anxious. It made me paranoid. CBD is the route for these people, okay? So check them out, sunsetlakecbd.com. You know I love them. I use them. They got melatonin gummies if you got problems sleeping. They got everything. They got shit for your pets. Okay? Drug your pets. You know? Just do, just do it. Why not? You know what I mean? I've seen your pets. I've gone to your houses. You know I'm not a dog person. And um, if they had some Sunset Lake CBD, maybe I would be. Maybe I would be. Maybe it would change my uh, view on the whole thing. But um, anyway, uh, I do have a great guest for you guys, as always. So without further ado, I'm going to intro... My guest over here, and uh, I'm going to fuck up your last name, I just realized. This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you might recognize the voice already, okay? Uh, funny, because today I literally changed your name in my phone to have your last name. So That's this... fine. You can just know me as Rourke. Okay. All right, I'll give you... This is this is my big intro <laughs> this right is Rourke. here. All right, I used to have music, and then we start doing YouTube now, which, by the way, if you're listening, you can go watch us on the YouTube, which is very, very fun. Uh, and then uh, now there's copyright things. So I can't do fun music anymore. So here we go. All right. I'm a little, if I seem a little off, I'm trying a new studio and the producer listens the whole time. So I'm a little bit like, you know, I, I, I want to. Uh, Do you think he's judging you? I, I, now I don't even know. Is it Dave or David? Now I'm fucking oh up. Oh my God. I want... He said he was fine with anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't judge me, David. I'm pretty good at this. David? David? David Day? Yes. A little Love Island? Yeah. <laughs> Ekin Sue. You're a liar. Okay. And an actress. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you recognize that voice or you don't, uh, my guest this week, I'm very, very excited. Okay. You might have seen her on Survivor. Very, very exciting. Our first Survivor guest of the show. And uh, you might have listened to her old pod, which is now currently my other pod and new pod, pod. Finding Mr. Height. Uh, put your hands together for the lovely Rourke. Lustin? Luskin. Damn, damn. Right, so close. I was close. I was close. close. I was close. All right. Anyway, I owned it. I'm bad with names. Anyway, very excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for for coming. I'm so show. excited. I'm so happy you're here. It's been so fun having you and mm. I'm excited for you to come back. Thank you. I uh it's been it's been a very nice welcoming. I've been I've felt very loved coming out here to LA. Even though I have actually been uh, a full hermit. I think though I feel like I don't know. I we when we were talking about your visit to LA, we were talking about um the like sex in the city trope of those those two episodes where they come and they're like, oh my god, we got to get out of here, all these happy people. Yes, and I do really think that there is something about to me living in New York, which I did for five years. Everything in your life is like thirty percent harder, right? Like going to the grocery <laughs> store, commuting. That's a great just way to put everything it. Everything is that. 
a chunk harder. Mm -hmm. And so I do think when you're out here, like, you can kind of just, like, relax a bit and be on your – I don't know. There is something about being in L.A. that I think can breed that behavior where you have, like, a little bit less – kind of like stress and anxiety about just the daily doings of life and you can just like be a little bit i know that's very that's a very yes. la thing to say in entirety yeah. but whatever it's very simpler there was um some saying someone said it it was like in la everybody is depressed and miserable but nobody wants you to know it mm. it's very oh easy breezy we're all doing great and then new york it's like everybody's miserable and everyone wants you to know it that's true. I think the way that LA people show it is the wellness things that they're involved in. Oh, so it's like yes. I'm very, very well because I do my cupping back to back with my ketamine treatment, <laughs> and then I take my dog to the astrologer, and like that's how people cope in LA. They yeah. don't, they don't, ex- they don't externalize by like getting angry or kvetching or whatever. Yeah. I call it the woo woo, is what I call. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm like because I'm not a woo woo person and LA feels very woo woo and I feel like it's all that yeah self-care but uh it's funny I actually started talking about this with the uber driver over here and he said what is the one thing you know you don't like about LA or how do you feel LA versus New York and it's funny that I was like both the thing I like and don't like is the hustle aspect Mm -hmm. and specifically with LA there's been a few times I've been in line for something and there's no urgency there is no urgency to the line or let's get someone else on the register. I, I will say, have you spent any time in the South? <laughs> a little bit with comedy and I felt the same thing. Okay, because I was going to say, that's got to be that, but I it's think not that's a worse. City. It's, that's what I think oh, drives sure. New Yorkers crazy. Okay. You're like, this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be a, a booming city understood. with all the opportunities, but but no one will run to the opportunities what it feels like. Yeah, that's fair. So, But at the same time, yes, I love that I have actually been able to relax more here. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of like everybody here, I think hustles in private when it comes to self hustle, Mm -hmm. as opposed to New York, there's this pride of like, I worked 70 hours and I will work till the wee hours in the morning and blah, blah, blah. And life is hard. And that's what it is. Totally. I, I couldn't agree more. And I also think that I'm, and I am a person who acts, who does does do that. And yet I'm very opposed to rise and grind culture. Yes. Like, I don't think I'm cool because I work hard. Yeah. Like, that's an artifact of my job. That's a reality I accept because of the other good things it brings me. But I don't think that makes me cool or mm-hmm. better than other people. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'm jealous of the people who seem to have figured out the income that I make <laughs> with much less stress. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, yeah, I got it wrong, really. <laughs> no, I mean, because you are doing what you love. Yeah, I know. No, I am very lawyer. happy. Yeah, And it is, you know, it is an impressive field. It's not easy. Everybody knows. So. I mean, I commend you. Thank you. you know? Thank you. I commend you. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have a few questions first about Survivor. That yeah, I yeah, yeah. Get to. So we talk dating relationships in general, but I- I'm more loose with this pod now. You I know love what it. I mean, I just, I just want to flow. I'm like, I want to have people on that I actually like talking to. So that makes it, I, that. I just think also, I'm a, I'm a big podcast consumer. So I'm an only child, and I've lived alone ever since my sophomore year of college. Oh damn. Yeah. And so, but I cannot be alone with my thoughts. And so my, I don't know. Do you know Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, the David Mamet play? There's also there's a movie it's with like Al Pacino Al, um Alec Baldwin and the famous one of the famous lines from it is ABC always be closing. Okay. You probably that heard that. Sales. Yeah. Yeah. And so my friend and I once were this guy stole it for the bachelor ABC always be cam. Mm. And my friend and I were watching The Bachelor and said, okay, like, what's your ABC? And mine is always be consuming. And so I'm always listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook, reading. Like, I, I have to have something on so I'm not alone with my thoughts. So anyway, long story short, not or long story long, rather, I'm a big podcast consumer. And I do think that the podcasts I like the most often have very little to do with content and much more to do with chemistry. And uh, yes. yeah, and mm-hmm. like... I listened to one that started in 2006, and it's these two guys who just have spent years and years together, and they just shoot the shit and read random human interest stories, mm-hmm. and they play off each other so well and are so f- – th- their ability to yes-and each other is, I hope, to internalize some of it because they are so funny. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's not It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I do have a few survivor questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My first question – and I probably could have looked this up, but I want to No, I, don't look up anything yet. Okay. 
I, since I was young and started getting my period, oh, okay. was like, yeah, this is a classic question. Okay. I know it's Survivor and we're in the woods and we're supposed to have you, no help. They, there's no way they don't give you pads or tampons, right? Women, so there is a medicine box where you're allowed to obviously bring, like, they've had a trans contestant. They, like, oh, you're allowed to bring the things that you need to, like, maintain so your any equilibrium. Yes. Um, I believe they do not. I, I don't know what the policies are these days. They they don't love casting people who are on um, like SSRIs and stuff like that because they had a woman lie and like go cold turkey off of them and then kind of like go crazy on yeah yeah which it was not good. It, well, it's also a show where it kind of is designed to make you go a little crazy. Well, they yeah, want some you're, drama. They want some craze. And also, you are so hungry and so sleep deprived yeah. that. No one is at their best. Yes. And yeah, living 24-7 with the same people and also not eating and not sleeping is a disaster. Yes. So there's a medicine box and you are allowed. So in it are feminine care products, bug spray, sunscreen, Purell. But you're only allowed, to, you're only really supposed to use that if you need con- to change your contacts. They don't want people... Oh, that's like kind of a special one for them, for those people. And then your little personal set of medications that your doctor has to submit a note saying like they need these. Interesting. Um, so if you're on birth control. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you it. can bring that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an ID, so I didn't bring anything, but. Um, so they allow you to take your contacts out and put glasses on yes. basically, which yeah. actually is very nice. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So this makes me yeah. a little more. All right. And the code word for, God, oh man, it's been too long. There's a code word for using the bathroom and there's a code word for going to the medicine box. And one is going to the coconut grove and one is going to the, because in, just in case they need to use that piece of footage where you reference walking away, they mm. don't want people saying, I'm going to the medicine box. They want people saying, okay, so it stays a mystery. By the way, I'm like walking, I'm uh, like, hey guys, I'm like, I'm going to go to the Coconut Grove. And that's a signal to producers to like, don't bother following me. I'm not going to do anything that's interesting for the plot. I'm just going to go do this thing. Okay. All right. So that's a little behind the scenes action. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The, the other question I had was basically, how much do they actually let you starve and not have food? Oh, com- completely. So not even water. Oh, well, no, no, no. They give you, so. There are wells, but the wells are set pieces. So I think the biggest thing going into Survivor is knowing that that is drinkable water. Okay. Production is filling it up with giant things of, like, Arrowhead. And okay. mm-hmm, it's a PVC-lined Yeah, clearly I have not really watched bucket. the show, as I don't even no, know if this exists. But I, I've truly been curious, like, will they basically let someone starve? So, oh, yeah, yeah, no. They will let you starve for sure. You oh, get a God. set amount of rice when the season starts, and if you guys eat it all in one day or spill it, you have to negotiate with the host to get more. Because oh, I've seen enough of it of you win a challenge, you might get Yeah, so you can get food reward food. And stuff like that. But I will say that runs through you immediately, and like everyone Ooh. just gets so sick. It's a weird trade-off where it's like, all right. It's almost like because your body's not used to eating not only – no food, but no complex yeah. food. Yeah. So anything somewhat complex, like I actually think I saw a clip and it was Oreos. Yeah. It was the whole whatever contest was immunity plus Oreos, Oreos. and peanut butter. And people... people freaked out. Yep. Oh, that's so interesting because I don't know if this happened on your season or any of the seasons, but has anyone had to be taken off the show? Oh due yeah. Due to just I don't know famine, like actually probably not food, but m- more other medical complications, yeah. like infection and something broken. Where if you want, if you want any degree of medical attention that's higher than keep it dry, mm-hmm. you need to go. They will tell you to evacuate. Like you have to choose. Yeah, to you have leave. to choose. Interesting. So before the show, I'm curious. Did you? kind of research this stuff and do any prep to almost train your body to last longer so i weaned myself off coffee oh that's a smart one because i didn't want to get any caffeine headaches actually so the morning i woke up after being voted out i was the first person up because i was still like rising with the shred of light yeah and i was the first one up and i made an entire pot of coffee in the accommodations because they still sequester you after you get voted out and I made this entire pot of coffee, and then all they had were these teeny teacups 
And I was like, this isn't going to freaking cut it. And so I literally poured it just into a cereal bowl and was using like both my hands to just, <laughs> just fully just take it to the face. house coffee. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, I also stopped wearing sunglasses um, oh, for a while. That because is very smart. The light is so bright. It's crazy. Um, and then I let myself, I really let myself eat whatever I wanted leading up because Interesting. I was okay. just like, I don't really care if I gain a little weight because I'm going to lose it. So it is what it is. Interesting. Um, I didn't know if you tried to take a strategy of almost like getting your body used to fasting. No. See, I think that would have been, that would have been, I also did. Oh, and I also did, I'm really bad at balance. And so I did some like balance training to try and improve okay, that. That's smart. Yeah. Did you find the challenges much harder? than you assumed they would be yes and no they're like I will never or who knows who knows what's going to happen in life right where I feel that it is unlikely I will ever feel the level of adrenaline you feel when you're told like go it is oh yeah I mean come the on. way to it's <laughs> I can't roughly I it's wild I will say the most probably like what I wish the one moment I wish I could relive that was unbelievable was walking out onto the first challenge where the amount of people and the set it's it was I was like it's it's wild because there are all these cameras and like there are tons of cameras and booms right for the whole setup Mm -hmm. and then each of us has our own dedicated camera camera oh yeah so, so it's like they don't cut it live oh no yeah and so they basically have like the, so they have the scene as a whole and then they have each of us individually in case they want to you know edit it to zoom in on a particular mm-hmm. person because they did something really relevant Damn. whether mess up or succeed right and um it's you cannot prepare yourself for the level of like the size of the production oh. it was really cool it also honestly this is funny i wonder if that was later years because you know, the show was super hot when it first came out. Obviously, still has a big following. But yeah. that's when I remember I was it has somewhat a passionate keeping up. core. <laughs> right. I, it was, I was somewhat keeping up with, God, I think one of the girls' names was Kelly. Am I crazy? From one of the early seasons? I don't even remember. Probably. But there was some scene, and I believe the challenge was everybody had to stand on this like peg that was high up above the water. Mm-hmm. And it was a small space. And the challenge yeah, was literally who can stand the longest. Yes. I love a who wants it the most challenge. Yeah. Those are and great. It literally went all day. Yep. And. Two of the women decided, oh, let's take our clothes off and see if that gets any of these men. Off I totally their know post. what you're I totally know what you're talking about. Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking I about. I was watching something and it was interviewing crew people or the director, and the director was like, Of course I have all camera men. Of I got course, no yeah. reactions on the shot because everyone just panned yeah. to the two naked women themselves. Yeah. And I was like, Well, I mean big big kudos to those ladies. Yeah. because uh, I mean brilliant plan. Yeah. I mean, something I wish I and this, I think, applies in equal force to shows like The Bachelor and Survivor. I really, really wish those shows found a way to spend a little bit more time on the like interstitial moments where I think the most kind of humanizing, fun and interesting pieces are us hanging out at camp, telling funny stories. Like there was a story where a couple guys on the tribe, one was telling the story where. You know when you can't, where you're making no noise laughing? Yes. Yeah. It's the best. We were losing it. The cameramen and the the, the boom operators, everyone, oh, they, everyone? They, it would have oh. been unusable because unusable they were shit. It was Blair Witch style. Yeah. Everyone was dying. Uh-huh. And like I, I just like wish stuff like that would make it, you know? Yeah. I, I just think that's like more interesting and fun than some of the oh, stuff that gets sure. showed. For The Bachelor, I think it has a different value, right? Because I don't want to hear people just talk about their relationship to each other. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to, it's like, show me, don't tell me. Right. Yeah. Where I don't want to be told like, wow, you're so vulnerable. No. Sh- <laughs> sh- okay. I, sure. Yeah. I believe you, but That's... no, actually show me an interaction that led to that. Yeah. Or it cuts to someone being like, so-and-so and so-and-so are so close. Yeah, exactly. Like, just show me them hanging out. Yeah. But also I feel like with the bachelor specifically, so much of that stuff is edited in post and it's yeah. partly to, really villainize the people that they determine the villain and really make look good yes the other people so it's like you know someone they know that's going to get cut they're like we don't give a shit about this friendship you totally. know what i mean like yes that, that's a that's a hustle in itself yeah but yeah those challenges man i remember watching my show was more the 
um, real world road rules challenge. Oh, love. I love the challenge. The, but like watching it just being, you know, quote, a young athlete. Yeah. I've, I was kind of cocky of like, I should be on the show. I'd crush you, all of these challenges. That show, the injuries that they get, insane. I'm like, what are you doing? Absolutely insane. Yeah. Or also, there are a lot of things that it's like, okay. We're not America Ninja Warrior. Exactly. Where there would be challenges like women just do not have the upper body strength. Totally. And it's insane that you're expecting us to. Yeah. But especially the elimination. Yeah. Where the elimination part, I was like, um, I think I'd rather just take the survivor vote. Like the hall brawl and the pole wrestles. Those are nuts. Brutally beating each other up. Yeah. Those are awful. So you're like, even if I win, I'm going to go back half injured. Yes. From a fight I had to have. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, those, but those still like amped me up. Totally. And they no, they're great. Like, I could do these challenges. Yeah. And not? again, though, a reason I love that is because there was crazy challenges and then there were drunk single people making out. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Incredible formula. Yeah. I want that. It's like there's two ways to get the the, the people to love you. Either you're good at it yeah. and likable or you have a relationship that they yeah. want to stay. I will say that. So the casting director of Survivor, the a piece of advice that she gave me that if any, if ever people dm me asking for like casting advice is um you want people to either want to get a beer with you or throw a beer at you hilarious very true though. yeah and I, I'm that's good advice uh, especially talking about bachelor franchise i am convinced they make the bachelor or bachelorette keep certain people around oh no I, that I, is confirmed I, that is confirmed especially the season with um Hannah was one of the only ones I really watched. That was a great season. And I forget the name of the awful guy, but he made it to the top four. So apparently she really did like him. Is, oh, that's the one, really? Yeah, that's the because my understanding is that they developed this very, they. Hannah they, Brown, by the way. Sorry. Oh, I yeah, yeah. the whole name. And he was um, the one that, there's the famous Luke line. P. She says, yes, that's what it is. And she says the famous I line. I had sex like, and Jesus I've had sex and me. Jesus still loves so me. So good. fuck off. I love her. Very iconic. I think she's, um, I think she's a fantastic, like fantastic TV. Um, you want a certain level, and this is why, sorry, we're now just, I'm now just on a TED talk about what I think makes good reality TV. Like the reason the Jersey Shore is so good is because, especially season one, right? Not a single ounce of self-consciousness. Oh, no. They just didn't care. No. There is no... There is no level of, well, what is this going to look like one day? Oh, like, yeah. how is this, like... What are the DM with the horrible DMs I'm going to get on Instagram and Twitter? You know, they're not worried about that at all. No. And so and I actually think there was a when Hannah Brown was selected, a lot of people were like, this is a terrible choice. She's a mess. And I'm like, you guys, that is exactly why she's good. Mm -hmm. She is not. There's a level of not polished that is great for reality TV. And I think that really bore out. And my understanding about the Luke P situation is that they connected on Christianity and stuff really early. And it was this sort of very instant click on something that was very important to her Mm -hmm. that she had trouble letting go of, essentially, is what I'm trying to understand. Majority of contestants on those shows are typically not religious people. Right. So, Although, interestingly, The Bachelor has, like, a big Christian contingent. They have had a good chunk. They've had yeah. a chunk more than most. But it's like, put it this way. Say you have five super Christian guys and then 20 are not. Yeah. And you really only click or find attractive one out of the right. five Christian guys. It's like, all right, he already has a leg up by so much just based on that. Exactly. But, no, The Bachelor franchise, I think, exists. You know, like, those the three Venn diagrams and then the center? It's... Beauty pageants, mm-hmm. Christians, NFL practice squad, <laughs> Bachelor. That's my. That's my. That was pretty. That was pretty accurate, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn! I know. I wish. I honestly wish they did a season that is like thirty-five and up. Well, they're doing the olds. They're no, but the isn't elderly. that like extreme? No, no. Yeah, it's the true elderly, which I'm going to be fascinated by because a core part of the a, a Bachelor podcast I love is Game of Roses, and they have these sort of constructs for. Um, like elements of the game. And mm. one of those is the PTC personal trauma card. And mm. so they were, one of the things they were speculating about is in this old season, everyone's going to be like, my person died. My person died. <laughs> like, they're going to have like crazy trauma. Or they're also and, not going to have the phrasing that the rest of the bachelor contestants use. They're yeah. not going to say boundaries. Exactly. And trauma alone. Exactly. And uh, my person. Like, oh my they're going to be back to traditional old school for the most part. I'm thinking about falling in love with you. You know, I think that I might one day could like you. I yeah. love the I love the hedges. They're so good. Anyway. Oh, okay. I'm I, I'm excited for that. I'll rewatch it for that. 
Okay, great. There was only a couple seasons I, I got super into. Yeah, it's a terrible show. <laughs> but it's good terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or that's the ultimate constantly consuming, like, I can have that on in the background. Yeah. I don't need all the details. For me, it's old Real Housewives. Oh, Go, like, all that. the way back that's to, like, mine. early OC, early Atlanta. Like, oh. I'm deep in the game. Yeah. I, I just got Peacock to fucking catch up on Peacock everything. is a really good... You guys, Peacock is... I think my favorite streaming service. Okay. The app has also significantly improved. It's really It's good. been out for a year. A lot of the bugs are fixed. Yeah. I caved and I binged catching up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I, the last, I mean, yeah. the last two seasons have been the best two seasons just because of the trial and everything. Homeless, not Erica toothless. Jane. Oh, it's great. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to a little bit of a conversation okay. and talk. All right. So, or Jesus Christ, relationship talk. Okay. So one fun question I, I like asking my guests is... If you could create a dating rule for, okay. let's say, women to follow mm-hmm. first, what rule would you create? I mean, I have, I actually have, a, I feel like I have a lot. Oh, if you have a lot, then, then throw them at me. Um, I would say I have, like, I have a lot of, like, guidepost principles, I feel like. Okay. Where, for example, I am a pretty strong, and I think, like, I think this one's pretty accepted. I'm a pretty strong believer in not sleeping with somebody on the first date. And the only occasion that you should do that on is if you are willing to never speak to them again. I think you really have to be willing to completely let go. Is it more that you won't care if you never hear from them again? I think that that at least it needs to be. That needs to you need to go in a little glass half empty if you Mm. make that choice. And then anything above absolutely never hearing from them again is a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like an expectation, though. Yeah. To me. Because yeah. I guess that's how I would see it. Although I, I have never done it. I'm not opposed to doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, it just has never happened for me naturally. Like, I've never really wanted to. Yeah. I've never been on a first date like, let's fuck it. Move it. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, so I'm not opposed. But I, I would agree with that one, I'd say. Um, I would also say um, you will never regret not sending that text. Oh, so you're more on the side of, like, not sending... In certain situations, I will... So, actually, let me retract that for a second. Okay. I believe... So I heard this... I think this is, like, a French saying. Of course it's French. It's, like, a very French (laughs) thing to say. You will regret doing it, and you will regret not doing it. Hmm. And so, just decide which regret you want to live with more. Okay, but this feels more in the context of when something is already moving... In a direction. Agreed. Because I would fight that rule on initiating or whether it's the text or I'm imagining like you're at a party or a bar and you see someone and they're cute. Yeah. In that scenario, I go, ooh, I regret way more when I do nothing. Then, yes. When I make no attempt. Yes. But the not sending the text, I actually would more say, and I've said this before, of I think men really only learn when you do not respond. I agree with that. I think that you cannot lecture somebody into better behavior. Yes. I think behavior trains behavior. And so I'm a really big fan of um, if they do not, like, confirm the day before, I will lie and say I had plans, essentially. So, like, if they then text, if we do not have a firm plan for a date. A firm plan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. If we have, like, a place and a time, Mm -hmm. I will show up at that place and time. But if it's we should go out on Tuesday – if I don't hear from you by Monday night, I am not available on Tuesday night anymore. I don't care if it's true or a lie. Okay. Yeah. I like that one because I've had some people on this pod say, you know, we'll say Tuesday at eight in a place and they don't get the confirmation day before or day of yeah. and they just will not show up. Oh, and that's I extreme, said, I think. that's rude. I think that's extreme. To me, that's rude. Or that's something I go, confirm yourself. Yes. If you really honestly think you're going to show up to this place and they will not be there, mm-hmm. confirm yourself. Yeah. What is what is stopping you? Yeah. But no, that's just that's just something I feel like you learned from your own experiences. The yeah. vague plan is no plan. Totally agreed. So if they text you that morning, you're like, ah, we, you know, we didn't really put anything down. If it was if it's pretty early in the morning, I think I'd let it slide. I think my rule might be noon. Okay. I, I might say okay. noon. All right, so this is this is a bit of a classic rule, but I'm not not anti. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Anti, I, would I say agree. Of no time, no place. You give me that. Okay, we'll you know figure it out closer to the date. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, that day, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, any other rules? Oh. Or yeah. I don't know rules you would make. Are there any specifically you would say for men? 
I mean, I think men know this, right? Like, make a plan. <laughs> they really don't, though. <laughs> Ugh, it's crazy. It's so like it's so actually easy, it and is. that's the thing. Like, it's so easy. It really is. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's like that's the only thing we're gonna say to our sons is like make a plan. Yeah, just make a plan and pay guys. for the first couple dates. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you feel about this? Paying for dates. What's the move? Do you offer? Do you reach? Um. It's interesting because I I still listen to Finding Mr. Height, and I know that you are no longer even offering. It's a new thing. I've heard. I don't even flinch from my bag. Yeah. I do not fucking care. Yeah. So I haven't been on a date in a few months. And so... Is that true? Yeah, I think that's right. Because um, I was seeing this cross-street man mm-hmm. for a little bit every once in a while, and he always paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think there was a date, there was definitely like a random first date I went on kind of in that mix or two where I just sat back. I was like, I'm not, yeah, you're getting this. We're, we're not. So yeah, I kind of, I think I kind of fell that, like cut that way recently. I do, I do think I, I objectively think a man should pay for the first date. Yeah. I, I, I'm like on the first couple now. So that's the point is I'm sitting there going, most of these are first dates. Yeah. Maybe a second. Yeah. And my theory is just it's more expensive to be a woman, and that's it. I, I'm, I, I'm fine with that philosophy, and, yeah. And if anyone fought me, I would be like, oh, if you want to split it, I'll happily split it. I just am going to make them ask me. I'm not going to offer it. Yeah, I think that's really Because fair. I'm like, you want me to split the bill, you better have the balls to ask me to do it. I'm with you. And if anyone ever made a comment to me about not paying, I would just look at them and go, well, you know, if I had a son, I would raise him to pay for the first date. And that's <laughs> the end of my argument. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we would raise our kids differently then, and that's fine. Yeah. Done. And also, you know, like, I understand that for men, that might make it more, to your point, women have more expenses in various areas of their lives. This might be an area that's more expensive for men. And I feel like it's the only area that's fucking more expensive for men. That's probably So true. that's why I have no sympathy to it. Yeah. Is when men are like, ugh, dating, it's so expensive. I'm like, well, you could have a better filtering process. You could go on less dates. Totally. Or you also can choose the date you go on that's the whole thing i'm not fancy i don't need to be wined and dined on our first date in fact i would prefer not exactly and that's Keep why i hate the plan thing where you throw to me to pick a place right because totally. i'm like well i'm not paying yes so you pick yes and the laziest excuse is i had this recently on the app someone was like well i don't really know spots in that area and i have you just sure as hell don't moved know here. i just oh my moved God. here i go neither do i Google it. Can I ask you a question about something my friend Matt just did? Oh, okay. Okay. So he lives in, now that that you kind of know the area a little bit better, he lives in like mid-Wilshire. Okay. And this girl that he was set up with lives in Venice. So on a Friday night, that's going to be Mm traffic-y. She picked picked Friday night based on her availability. Mm -hmm. And then he said... I'll give you a choice. You come to me, and I'll set everything up. Oh. You meet me halfway, and you pick the place. Or, I'm sorry, no. And I come, no, I'm, wow, I totally fucked that up. Edit that out. You come all the way to her. Yes, it's that. So, I come all the way to you, and you pick the place. You meet me halfway, and I'll pick the place. I am not mad at that. I don't, I, I thought because that was Because I would gladly do it if it meant I didn't have to travel. Yes. However, the one thing I would have told him to add, I don't know if this is dangerous to add. Yeah. I almost feel like the danger is the price range. So you can almost go baller and go pick whatever place you want. Do not worry about the price. Fair. Or you could say- He's the one, he would, he definitely pays. Like he pays for- Well, not the paying, it's more the price even. part because that's where everybody gets uncomfortable. Hung up, yeah. I think overall- Great. Yeah. I'm all for what he said. I think that's fun. And you also are basically going, hey, I'm willing to travel to you. This is the one thing I'm going to ask you to do. Yeah. Because the bright side is like, I could pick a place I could just fucking walk to. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. And nice she she fired back immediately. She, Nueva, 8 p.m. See you there. Doom. There you go. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That's hot. Let's all do that. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a great strategy. Yeah. That is, I'll say that is the exception to the rule of if the man is willing to trek fully to me and it's the neighborhood I've lived in. Yes. And But even then, I do the move of, if they didn't say pick the whole fucking thing, if they were like, I'll come to you, I'm not really sure it's near you, what's some good spots, I always give them three options. Oh. Which basically will be like, hey, I like all of these three, they're all close, 
And it gives them a second to go do the research. You, yeah. If you're really worried about the money, I'm giving you the opportunity to go look at the pricing in the menu. And I will often strategically pick a little bit of different pricing. It's That's not smart. drastic. That's smart. But it's like, all right, here you go. Yeah. I'm cool with this dive bar. I'm also cool with this wine spot and this other thing. Totally. Like, who the hell cares? No, I think that's a good strategy. Oh, uh, okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think if there's any, or is anything else I wanted to ask. I did have a TikTok that I got to just play the audio for mm-hmm. us to listen to that is perfect for you because it's actually referencing dating and um, something from learning from law school. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. I know it's like right here. Where are you at? Okay. Boom. This girl. I forget her name, but she pops up in my feet a lot. Okay. So I'm just going to play this. We can listen to it. Okay. I'm going to give you a little legal tip that's going to help you when it comes to dating or other aspects of your life. Very early on in law school, you learn that there's a difference between something being necessary and something being sufficient. Just because something's necessary doesn't mean it's sufficient. What does this mean? Just because something exists does not mean that it's enough to bring about a series of events. Create a list. What is necessary for a man to get access to you? kindness, integrity, respect, good morning text. And the next time that you want to get so hyped, look at that list and say, is what you're doing just necessary? Like just enough? Or is it sufficient to be with me? And nine out of 10 times, you'll realize that things that you're getting so hyped up over, the things that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. They're just necessary, baby. And necessary does not mean sufficient. <laughs> Thank you for catering this to me. This oh, nice I, thought, I thought it was perfect. That That's hilarious. I so excited. Okay, so I do you know what? This for work. So, what is so funny? So, my dad had, or I think this came from my grandpa. My dad's dad has this theory called. I, I'm sure it's just some sort of fallacy, but and I'm sure it probably already has a name. Right in. It's he calls it the rule of doubles, which is. You will, like, say something or learn something new or kind of, like, pull a vocab word that you might not normally use. Okay. And in short order, it will reappear. Mm. I had this exact conversation with Matt on our walk on Saturday morning. <gasps> oh, okay. Where he was talking about the the date that, that resulted in the, the setup that I just described. Mm-hmm. Um, that date, he was like, she was perfectly nice and, you know, had this, like, nice present, like, presented very well and, you know, it kind of you know, reminded me of a, he was like, I would call it a good, like, she's a good marketer, you know? Okay. Everything was, like, presented very well, but I feel like I didn't, you know, get to know, whatever. Hmm. And he said, and he was like, you know, kindness, similar examples. He goes, to me, those are, those are the table stakes, Hmm. which is another way to say that. And I said, oh, it's so funny, on the LSAT, you know, we would call that a necessary but not sufficient condition. (laughs) And then I actually, and on the drive here, I was talking to my mom about she and, so she and my dad are like looking for houses and my dad's excited about this one that my mom doesn't like. Um, hope my dad doesn't see this. She told me not to. <laughs> um, that, and I, I use that expression again. I think it's, it is really a useful construct and I think it's true that, and I will introduce like a slight conflict, right? And this is actually something that Ali and I have talked about where um, it is a necessary condition of the world for the sun to go up and down every day. I also think sunsets are, and sunrises are really beautiful. Mm. And I'm not going to say, well, that's just necessary to my life today. Like, no, I'm going to take a minute and really appreciate like a really stunning one, right? Right. It's, and, not, it's not to mean you're not appreciative of yeah. things. And so I don't want to write off good behavior on either gender's part as like, well, you're just behaving at the bar. Like that was good enough. Mm -hmm. Do something, do me one better and then you'll get some praise or whatever. However, the point is well taken that just because someone's a nice, hopefully you're dating a lot of nice guys and not a lot of toxic men, right? Mm -hmm. Just because they're a nice guy doesn't mean you absolutely that they're the right guy for you. Right. And so I, I, I think that's great. I totally agree with that. I feel like this TikTok for me just made me sit there and say, oh, it's just how every time you date someone who is good to you, the bar is raised. Yes. So it's like you just you just have a little bit of more expectation of, you know, the last boyfriend did X, Y and Z. And I really liked that. And I expect that in my next partner. Totally. Because there's... um. I don't know what exactly it is, but there's some saying someone said to me of don't tell people how badly you've been treated in the past because mm. that kind of gives the impression of things you put up with. 
That's a really interesting point. Whereas if you just said like, oh yeah, like, uh, my, you know, my ex used to get me flowers all the time. I really liked that. Even if it's a lie. Yeah. It makes that person go, oh, they like this and I should do that. And also, and that's the standard com- they expect. People tend to be, people tend to be competitive, especially Yes. Men. And yes. so like tap into that. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. That I don't see as a game. Move. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so either. Mm, I like that a little bit. Um. It's funny, too, of uh, something I, I wanted to bring up was we were having a conversation and it's something that I think a lot of women do, but I will do it because I am naturally a very easygoing person. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot that I really that really bothers me and I really care about and I'm not very uptight about a lot of things. Ugh, what a blessing. <laughs> well, here's the problem in dating and relationships is it, it I actually can be very, very confrontational as a person in general. But with dating relationships, I actually am more likely to go, eh, I, I feel like that's being difficult. Mm. And I made a comment to you about something, and it was basically like not putting my needs and wants first. Okay. And I said something along the lines of, I just I just don't really want to be difficult. I don't feel like bringing it up. It feels like I'm just being difficult. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, you're having sex with him. You can be difficult. <laughs> he gets to have sex with you. You can be difficult. And I was like... Damn, never looked at it like that, but I should. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I'm letting you have sex with me. You know what? I am difficult. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about I got into a fight with a guy friend of mine who he wants to marry. A, this is the guy I have like the most conflict with in my friend group. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't live here anymore, so it doesn't come up a lot anymore. But <laughs> he wants to marry a woman who would be satisfied with a piece of string as an engagement ring. And he thinks it's a red flag when a woman wants a certain standard of engagement ring. And he dated this girl for a while that um, love was like a, a Swifty. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Taylor Swift. She's fine. I'm not a Swifty. Yeah. And I was like, is her favorite song Paper Rings? Because that'd be fucking great for you. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't she have some Invisible sure String does. song? Is that about so, a ring? Uh, the Invisible String is actually cute. But no, oh, the, okay. pa- pa- the song Paper Ring is about a paper I'm ring. I'm offending the Swifties. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least I knew that. Um, so one of my, like, I don't think this is a direct, it's not a direct line, but it kind of gets to what you were saying about like women pay more, for, like women pay more for things in life. In theory, that woman is going to, for if you have, if you have one kid, in theory, that woman is for nine months going to go through hell and for many hours go through much worse hell mm-hmm. to give you a child. Mm-hmm. Get her a GD ring that she is going to wear on her finger for every day for the rest of her life and and find, bring, and get joy from. And, like, good God, what is wrong with you? Yeah. That's just – and it's something that – I'm sorry. Did you mention the name of the friend? Because this is rude if I ask a oh, cheap it, question. Yeah, no, I'm basically ahead. curious, like, is this person also naturally cheap or no? I don't know that he – I don't know that he is. He – or it's just an extremity that he's saying. Yeah, about the ring I think it's specifically a that. It sounds issue. like it's also the guy that goes, "I'm not going to ask her what kind of ring she wants. It's a gift, and I get to pick it I mean, out." I could, I could see that. And it's like, buddy, I. It sounds like you've never been to this point with another person. He definitely has not. Yeah. But it's like the engagement is not this big surprise. Correct. I had to fight my brother on this because yeah. he was very. I want it to be a surprise, and his fucking plan was to buy a fake ring, oh my propose God. with a fake ring. And then they go shopping for the ring together. And I was like, that is absolutely ridiculous. You don't think she has a friend you can ask? Yeah. And her mom mom ended up telling him what kind of ring she wanted. And I'm like, see? Yeah, Someone's going to fucking know. Yes, Okay. It's still a surprise. We don't know when you're doing it. But it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, especially if you're ordering a ring online because he needs... She's very small. She's 4'9". She needs a ring that's a three and a half. That's wild. He has to order it online. There is no choice. I think my my finger's like an eight. Yeah, I'm a seven. Yeah, I have big, I have really big knuckles. Yeah, that and, I was like, yeah. it, it couldn't even go on my pinky, man. That's insane. <laughs> bad. But, but I was sitting there like, come on, man, you're going to take the gamble on, you know, ordering a ring online that's not the right one? Yeah, no. What are you doing? That's way too big of a price tag for that. Right? But I was yeah. like, anyone I told that plan to was like, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Um, that it's just, I don't know. It's so interesting because I love how men also complain like, oh, the whole wedding is all about the girl. And it's all the girls' day, and it's, you know, that's why you guys care about it more. It's like, well, also the tradition is my family's paying for it. Correct. So that Have is why it's about Have fun planning me. the rehearsal dinner, darling. I'd love yeah. for you to do that. Exactly. Enjoy. Or, know what it's like to plan something. Ugh, or all the men that complain, I'm always like, 
well, what do you want for your wedding? If I asked you right now, what are, what are the things you want for your wedding? They have no answer. Yeah. So I actually, a long time ago, I like read this in some magazine where it said, it, like a piece of advice was for a bride to ask her fiance to say like, okay, what are your priorities? Mm. Is it you really want a particular, like chocolate cake? Is it you really want, you know, this many groomsmen and then I'll figure it out in the bridesmaids, you know, whatever, like Something. figure out what the person's priorities are. And then being like, I will absolutely work those in. And then like, I got the rest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause they don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm very like, don't be mad that it's the days about me or mm-hmm. you think it's more about me because it's so funny. They say that. And I said the whole time though, you and I are standing next to each other. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, the moment you enter the church or enter whatever the room, However, I was like, bro, have you never been to a wedding? There's a moment you walk down with your mom. Yeah. There's also your moment. Like, this not is everyone crazy. stands up. It's wild how how furious men well, get. Well, put that in the program. And expected to stand when yeah. the group enters. <laughs> Please rise. That's crazy. <laughs> but it's like most men at the end of the day just don't care. Yeah, most don't. So it's very like, don't be mad when you don't care. Yeah. Like, and I said, your reward is the day is very less stressful for you. Seriously. That's, have you read Mindy Kaling's books? Uh, I think I read one of them. What was the first one she wrote? I forget. It, oh, well, one of them is, is everyone hanging out without me? That's the one I read. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe the, I don't remember the name of the second one, but one of them has this, a very lengthy chapter on being a bridesmaid. Mm. And yes, that is in the first book. I oh, that is in the first now. book. Okay, okay, great. And how much work it is. Yes. And she yeah. talks about how they are, she's like, the boys are like drinking beer and tossing and tossing around a fucking football and the women are literally lugging tables across a lawn yes and th- dead on it's yeah it's yeah. absolutely insane and i've you know i'm a bridesmaid in the wedding coming up uh, appreciate appreciate you and if you're listening and marcus you know but it is one of those things i'm like damn you do it a few times you're like i'm fucking done i yeah. don't care if i'm in this at all yeah you know um yeah the string the string thing though fucking kills me because that was wild because here's my thing and I know maybe some people don't have this privilege, but I, it, my rule for myself is I would never ask for a ring that I couldn't buy myself. Oh, yeah. That's fair. And yeah. that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I, you know what I mean? Like, because I also am not 100% sure on the pricing, but yeah. I'm also someone that is not opposed to a lab diamond either. I really don't I'm, care. I'm not opposed to not a diamond. I feel like most people I know right now are getting the lab one because of just yeah, you know, I mean, the they child look labor alone. Yeah. People are like, eh, actually, now it feels very unethical if I buy a real one. Yeah. Right? No, I, I personally would like a vintage ring. Um, oh yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, that. and I'm not sure what I like. I would I would need to look at I think a good assortment to figure out exactly what that looks like. But I definitely don't like. I don't want something modern. Yeah, because also your friend with the string. I've posed this question to my friend before. Mm-hmm. That was all. He was the gift guy. The like, yeah. well, I should pick it out. Or oh no, actually, I had a friend that had a grandmother ring, mm-hmm. and it was a family ring, and he was like, "Why do I have to go and buy a ring if I have this perfectly good ring?" Like he was worried that it wouldn't be good enough or she wouldn't like it or she would say I want my own I would love a f- like anything with meaning to me is inherently better I would love a family ring and if it has to be negotiated to be reset or something then we do that well I thought that was that's kind of the compromise right yeah. and he was talking to me about it and I said well this is where you kind of get fucked is it a you know squarish shape or is it a round shape and I was mm-hmm. like that's really the big thing that yeah. people are picking yeah uh, and funny he actually ended up buying a ring this is years later by the way that we talked about it so I was like well I guess you got over the whole thing of he was throwing some stink about buying a ring. And I said to him, and I'm curious if your friend feels this way of like, she should be happy if I just give her a string or got her a basic ring. I'd be like, okay, what if you gave the girl the ring and she doesn't like it? Let's say the stone isn't, isn't as big as she wants. And she says to you, I would like a little bigger stone and I'm happy to pay the difference. Does he care then? Probably not. You know, like, so, yeah. But at the same time, she didn't accept your ring. But all of a sudden, now that I put my money on the table, it's fine. Right. But I'm not a bitch because I didn't accept it. Like, either way, I'm not accepting the ring. Right. But the fact that if I looked at you and was like, I, this isn't actually what I wanted. Like, I love you, but I got to wear this every day. Like, yeah. can we just, you know? Because my theory with the ring is like, I don't want to do the upgrade years later. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'll want what I want and I'll just keep it. Yeah. I mean, so my my mom, like my mom's engagement ring is incredibly modest. Mm-hmm. And so is my um, mom because they got engaged right oh, after yeah. college. And also, like my, my parents had absolutely nothing when they got engaged. Yep, same with my parents. And she now has a lot of like much nicer things, but the engagement ring is also I don't know. To me, it's also about it's a point in time. That's where you and that partner were at that mm-hmm. moment in your lives, and yeah. like that's and that time, especially if you have kids in your lives, like really change in that way. 
that time will never be true again, you know? And it's mm-hmm. nice to have, like, a memory. I don't know. I'm I, I'm a very sentimental person. I'm more sentimental yeah. than me. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my mom, she actually, I don't know, I think it was 25 years they were married. She went to change the setting. Mm-hmm. Also because trends change, whatever. But she kept the original diamond. Yeah, love that. And my dad still, like, throws a fuss about it. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a little silly. He'll be like, I don't even... I don't even recognize that ring. It's not the <laughs> ring I picked out. And I'm like, can you fucking chill, dude? Like, really? I don't even recognize it. That's such a funny, petty thing to say. Yeah. About it. And he said, like, when they had the conversation of kind of what ring you want, and my mom said what she wanted, he was like, well, your mom said, and I'll never ask for anything else again. So okay, well, just, that's a lie. You should have known that. I, I mean, like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Nothing else? Yeah. Like, come on, man. But, that's like whenever, as, you know as half-Jewish, half-Catholic person, <laughs> as an eight-year-old, I'll never ask for anything again, God, if you just do this. Yeah, it's, like, it's all a lie. Yeah, you're like, right, I'll have, I'll have a few requests later yeah, in life. exactly. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to wrap this up. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, What's the last this thing? is lovely. Last thing I want to ask you, or is there, is there anything we didn't cover that, that you want to, I guess, share? Any, any wisdom or I don't know? No, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I know nothing. Should we do a woo-woo manifest now that we're in L.A.? Oh, should should I like lead us in a? Yes, let's do a. Do we want to do a? You, no. you can. Uh, no, I cannot get on board with affirmations. So no, I'll, me either. Oh, laugh. Um, let's do you. You can pick three things that your partner is, your future partner is. Mm-hmm. Okay. What What are your three? Um, high degree of selflessness. Oh, okay. Um, enjoys enjoys being a part a member of my family like is willing to integrate into my family and to some degree that doesn't have to be you know every holiday you know whatever and then shows I would say shows up for me Mm. and and that needs to be in sort of like big and small ways like it needs to be important to them to be on time for dinner with my parents it needs to be important to them to come with me as a plus one to a work event even though it's silly or whatever you know like and so it's like I actually have had the it's in let me know what you think I've had this fight with a friend where I think it's actually easy to be there for people in emergencies because Mm. it's really easy to drop everything and say, like, oh, I'm so sorry. There's an emergency. I can't attend to that right now because I have to attend to an emergency. Mm-hmm. I think a true fr- – like, true friendship is not somebody who will be there for you in an emergency. It's tr- it's somebody who will, like, water your plants when you go out of town. And, like, do something that is slightly out of their way but will show up for you in day-to-day ways. I do agree with that. Thank you. I, I Yeah. I mean, especially we're doing an extreme of emergency. Correct. Um, yeah, because that, think... that, that's the fight that I've had where another friend of mine was like, no, that proves better friendship. And I was like, oh, this is great. What the fuck? No, it I doesn't. I think that's crazy. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because no one is going to look at you like you're a bad friend if you did not water the plants. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it was like, oh, you didn't think to go help out or show up to that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But if you do, that's like real. Yeah. You know what? And I don't know if this comes from, because you've had friendships where you felt like, dude, I was always there for you. In those little times. Yes. And then you have the little, like, you have the thing that they don't show up for that is the big thing. Mm-hmm. I've had And that. you're like, noted. I've had that very much. Yeah. I had that with a friend, actually, and it was, um, there was three of us that were good friends. And now me and the one girl are not friends anymore. And it was due to a weekend together and things going down. And I was so mad mm-hmm. that my other friend just immediately was this, like, oh, I'm not getting involved when I was getting literally ignored a car door slammed in my face, treated so terribly. That is And she is, quote, bonkers. so anxious. I know. So anxious and so, like, how this person would act, the mutual friend we had, she would act in a way that it would infringe on my friend's anxiety and my friend would be like, oh, my God, oh, what's wrong? And and do anything to, like, make it better, blah, blah, blah. And I was very like, I'm going to ignore you because you're literally being a child with a fucking tantrum and talk to me when you calm down. So we have two different approaches in that sense. Yeah. But I was furious on, like, several accounts. I'm trying to, like, say this without saying too many details. Yeah. Um, but I was so mad because all I thought was I would not just fucking stand there and not do you anything. You have to pick a side there, If I you think. were not. Yeah, exactly. She was saying, I'm not picking a side. And I was like, by you not picking a side, 
You, you left me out to dry. By not and it, you left me out to dry on, on like numerous fronts, and it's hard for me to like get into this directly. But I understand the person that is afraid of confrontation and isn't gonna say something mm-hmm. in the moment. But afterwards, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" Like, we get a moment alone, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And she was to me like, "I don't, I don't want to be involved." And I was like, no. "Look at me in my face and tell me when she said that to you, you said I don't want to be involved." I was yeah. like, because that's a lie, because you're afraid of her. Yeah. And because I don't blow up at you the way she does, you feel like you can say no to me. Yep. And I was just, ooh, I was fucking hurt. Because even, like, after the weekend when we're not together and blah, 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 there was clearly this distance. Yeah. And it was also some bullshit of, I mainly went to this weekend and drove five and a half fucking hours because I promised this friend that I would give her a ride back to the city. Because mm-hmm. I had to go a day late. So... Whatever happens, and the girl's throwing the tantrum, she's ignoring me as if I do not exist in the room. Oh, my God. And I finally give up because I try to do the whole day. of the. We stop back at outlets on the way home, and we go to the one store and blah, blah, and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm just going to be fucking ignored. But the entire time, it was like, oh, and you're riding in my car, right? And I'm standing there like, bitch, you better not. Oh, my God. Because the whole reason I fucking came up here mainly was to give you a ride home. And she went in the other girl's car. And I, was like, I would be furious. Yeah, that's something that I was just like, bro, no. That's insane. Insane. And I was sitting there like. And I will say, though, so two things. There's somebody in my extended family who gets people like pe- there are people who learn that as a skill, right? That the way to, oh, yeah. to the way to move through the world is if somebody like gives you a little push nuclear yeah. and it, it makes people so afraid to deal with them. Mm-hmm. That they just get what they want by mm-hmm. actually not having to go nuclear because you know that that's the next step. It, oh. Horrible. Oh, uh, this is why the friend would get even angrier and throw more of a tantrum is because I would ignore it yeah. and it would not rattle me. And I was like, there was times where I went, I, it was either she just wanted to fight mm-hmm. or she wanted me to do what she wanted to do. Right. And I was like, nah. And then I love in that scenario, I'll get called stubborn. And I was like, I'm not being stubborn. I'm oh, just not entertaining crazy. this ridiculousness. Yeah. And it happened in college. We all lived in a house together. Yeah. First okay, you're getting six pretty specific. <laughs> I'm literally starting to shake. I'm getting so mad. There were six of us, and I'll never forget it was the first couple weeks. Because, you know, you decorate the house and da, da, da. And again, I'm not someone that gives a shit. Yeah. We don't have any curtains. We have this big living room with windows. And I'm like, all right. So I have a car. And the next time I did a trip to Walmart, which was the only fucking store, yeah. I pick up curtains. Yeah. And I picked up blackout curtains because if we have a party. Love a blackout curtain. I don't want anyone to fucking see. Yeah. Right? I get these curtains. They match the couch. I'm like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's a yeah. dirty old couch. And it's also college. You guys are dude, not. This is not architectural digest. Insane. But I come home and whatever, I put up the curtains and apparently the curtains are a problem. And I get confronted about the curtains. And what's hilarious is this happens in front of everybody. Oh, my God. And I was like, the audacity. All right. And then all of a sudden I'm getting yelled at about how this person has seasonal depression. No, I'm no. I'm thinking about it. And it was so funny because she just kept pushing me. And I was like, and I was actually fighting back, though. I was like. Okay, I go, I thought it was a generous thing that I went and bought curtains. I was like, you don't have to yell at me and say, these are the ugliest fucking curtains I've ever seen in my life. That's insane. But the whole, it was so funny to watch the rest of the house. Yeah. Fucking panic. Yeah. Panic like I've never seen. And it was funny to me because I was like, I grew up in a house. I didn't really get screamed at, but there was yelling. Yeah. And... It's like, a, I get it's a personality thing. My sister would get riled up and I was just like, I just would wait for the yelling to be over mm-hmm. and told what to do and just behave. And We're a very cold anger family. Oh, but I was like, so I just went back at her because I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? I literally was like, why are you screaming at me about yeah. the curtains? And, I, and I'm like laughing. I'm yelling and laughing. Yeah. I'm like, there are curtains. I don't care. I was like, you want to get different curtains? I go, you go out and you buy fucking curtains. Totally. Go, I'll give you the receipt. You may return these. And I was like, get I don't ones. care. But I was like, why are we in a screaming match about goddamn curtains, right? And but it was so funny to see everyone in the house or the aftermath of the aftermath of that. People were like just fucking terrified of her. That's nuts. And it was very like, I don't want to make her blow up. Right. And we'll just do whatever so and so wants to do. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. No, you can't live that way, kowtowing to that. That's not gonna work. No, it's insane. And what's so funny is then I became the person was the confrontation person that Where the other like, girl Yeah, I know I know that this stuff is so small and so trivial, but it's so funny that yeah. like the group will still reference this stuff. Uh, granted, they don't reference the curtains anymore because her and I don't talk. But um, there was the girl that she would be the earliest up in the morning. She was the early bird that mm. go on a run before class. Bah, That's bah, me. Bah. She also <laughs> was the fucking routine, and she would always have oatmeal every morning. Now, we only had one pot. Oh. And she would use the pot and not clean it. Okay. So the That's pot would just be annoying. in the sink. Yes. Yeah. And 
it was like one of those things like, you know, you clean it a couple times and then you're like, nah, fuck this. Because I was like, you have time to get up and go for a run and shower and blow dry your hair and do all this stuff before class. You got to work in time for the pot. So it's just that thing of everybody else is fucking complaining. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's my job to fucking confront her on the pot or whatever. But it was so I would just start leaving the pot. Here's the thing. I didn't even see it as confrontational. But I was annoyed because I'm like, I want to use the pot or so does five other people in the house. So the one day, buy another pot. The one day she came back and I just was like, hey, like, we, I don't know, we were on the living room or something. And I just said something. I was like, hey, I was like, and I'll say her name. because She knows Katie. I was like, yo, Katie. I was like, when you make your oatmeal in the morning, I go, you got to clean the pot, man. And she was like, what? And I could tell she was like startled. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny that people would be so offended. And I'm like, I don't know, bro, just clean the pot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not really that mad if you no. do it. Yeah. And I just was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I have to, I shouldn't have to clean the pot whenever I want to use the pot. Correct. And, no, Correct. and should nobody else. Because presumably it, she's getting a clean pot each morning. Yes. Yeah. Her pot's clean. Yeah, of course. So it's so funny, though, of like, from that, everyone was like, oh, like that oatmeal pot confrontation. I'm like, you think that's a fucking confrontation? The classic. Like, I'll show you a confrontation. Capital O, capital P, Literally. oatmeal pot confrontation. I'm like, oh, the, the oatmeal pot? And I was like, and I was like, is this the only time you've ever been called <laughs> the, out, Katie? It goes, Thrilla and Manila. Oatmeal pot. Yeah, literally, me. I'm the top of the fucking oatmeal pot. And what pisses me off is when people, the other people would say that about me, like, oh, confrontational Erica. And I was like, you don't see me calling you pussy Iris because you yeah. don't have the balls to ask someone to clean an oatmeal pot. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, those are side tangent. Okay, what are your three? Yeah, what about <laughs> cleans the oatmeal pot? Yeah. Likes my curtains and, <laughs> and will stick up for me. Okay, well, the third one was good. <laughs> uh okay um all right on the real okay i think damn i feel like mine suck compared to yours Yours are very well thought out uh i'll say driven mm-hmm. that is one of the top things that also just makes me attracted to someone yeah that's that fair. very driven and whatever they do um the second one i say thoughtful and i think that's similar to your like selflessness yes of the little things of that have to do with me and then don't have to do with me mm-hmm. of like Again, this comes from roommates. Like, you were the last person to put the thing in the trash that filled the trash. Take the trash out. Yep. Why? I hate the game of, like, we're both all just going to keep piling stuff on here. Wrap up the trash. Take it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just the thoughtfulness on that level, I would really appreciate. Yeah. And the third one. Hmm. I'm between. I agree on the family thing. Take it. But I'm kind of like. Mm, this is hard. I'm like, God, I only have a third. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Thoughtfulness? Yeah. I forgot. I even forgot. Driven and thoughtful, and now we need a third. Driven and thoughtful. I feel like what also goes thought- hand in hand thoughtful is like the kindness and the thoughtfulness. Mm. Damn, this is very hard. Uh... I think sweet and thoughtful go hand in hand. So I'm just going to wrap those two together. Because I do think I need someone to be soft with me. And that gets me to be soft, honestly. And I do do it. I don't come off that way to people. But I do do it. I'd say the third one. I'll say the third one is just family oriented. That's, yes. And I think it's a big umbrella. But it also goes for if we have kids. It's very all about that. And being all about us doing things together. And being a family. And then I would like to think that also correlates to the. Yeah care about my family or at least pretend to fucking care i have get in the conversation you know and to that end with the kids one like this is my sort of like proxy for that kind of stuff where i guess this is not this isn't necessarily a rule but it's like a thing i look for is i want somebody who wants to leave the party at the same time as me and Uh, i think that hard to find but i get exactly what you mean yeah we're like i really I remember, this is so specific. Oh, shit, a partner's calling me. Shit, okay, I will call it right back. Um, I remember an article, actually, in the LA Times where it was about, it was, like, about, like, millennial dadding or something. And it was about this dad that was, like, taking kids to breweries and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I understand wanting to integrate kids, especially if you're in a friend group where things are at different phases. Mm-hmm. Where, like, is this something I can bring my child to? Is this a child reasonable event right I it really bothers me when people are not willing to admit that having a kid changes your life you do not get to keep Uh, the same life objectively Mm -hmm. and I think you want to marry someone that understands that 
And so and wants to change it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think for, like for me, I don't think that in my mid thirties, I could date someone who is like party, 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 because that tells me you are not ready to like leave the party mm-hmm. to have to go to, 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 as your example, go to the baseball game and come home. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Or I, I was going to say, you even saying that thing about the kids. Some people would argue like, oh, your life changes just being in a relationship. Or I that's think the thing I, they've, and it's I think exactly the, the true party. Rubicon is kids. Because they don't have to be a crazy partier. It's just, I sit there like, first of all, I have never loved being out in a bar till 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. We later. But I like being social. Yeah. But I, I cannot imagine dating someone where it's like, it's almost a weird thing of like, why are we out getting hammered? Yeah. We know we're going to go home and fuck each other. <laughs> like, there's not this... There's no game. Drinking and staying out and hopefully we'll meet someone. Right. And Or there's the girl in the bar I really want to talk to that I haven't yet. Yeah. It's like, I'm right just here. waiting for my moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's no moment. Yeah. It's, it's just us two. Yeah. Like, you know what it's I mean? It's just the thing we do every <laughs> like, weekend. Like, we know where the night ends. Why are we delaying the end? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was wrapping up yeah. at a certain point. But, yeah. So, it's... Yeah, I think it's like there's little phases in life that... I mean, I would just call it growing up. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I'm kind of over this thing. Yeah. All right. I like that. And that's a nice, that's a nice little ending. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you for having me. This was so fun. Yes. Thank you for coming on. My first LA guest, one of my one of my LA friends. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube, I appreciate it if you do. And uh, share the pod with a friend. That's another way you can help us out. So thank you all for listening and uh, talk to you in two weeks, not next week. Bye.